You are listening to your weekly dose of Tylenol. I'm your host, Tyler Bagby, and this is the podcast edition of your weekly dose of Tylenol. Today is May 2nd, 2019, and today I will be talking about the day, the year I was born, sorry, the year I was born, which was 1999, here with a special guest, DJ Dill, who was also born in 1999. What's going on, Dylan? I'm going good. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty well. So... I want to talk about all things 1999. I'm talking movies, music, sports, everything. So, everything. Yeah. First thing I want to know is when were you? What like month were you born in? I was born on August 23rd, 1999. Hmm. Yeah. And for the listeners, I was born May 21st, 1999. Ooh, birthday's coming up soon. Yeah, very soon actually. I'm very excited. I'll be turning 20. How do you feel about turning the big two zero? It's definitely a big milestone because in my eyes, I'm not going to be a teenager anymore yeah. because, you know, 19 is still a teen year. So I will no longer be a teenager, which is very strange to me. So, yeah. Anyways, I guess we're going to start this off by um, just talking about some movies that came out in 1999. And one of the first movies that I'm seeing that pops up here is an action film. And it was a groundbreaking film from what I remember hearing, and that movie is The Matrix. Now, have you ever seen that? I have. Okay, so I've actually never seen The Matrix. Wow. Yeah, I've never had any urge to watch it. Not saying that it would be a bad movie or anything, but yeah, no, I've never seen it. Yeah, at least for me, the first movie that pops out to my eye is probably one of my favorite movies of all time. It's directed by David Fincher, stars Brad Pitt and Edward Norton, and it's called Fight Club. Have you ever seen Fight Club? I've heard such good things about Fight Club, and I've seen a ton of like videos analyzing movies talking about Fight Club, but I've never watched it myself, actually. I would say that's one. I would, I would highly suggest Fight Club over The Matrix. Matrix was cool, but Fight Club's great. Hmm. Yeah, I'll definitely keep that in mind. So one movie that I have seen that pops out to me, and it's not very critically acclaimed or anything, but to me it was very groundbreaking, and I really enjoyed it. And I know, but I do know that a, a lot of hardcore fans of this franchise were not fans of this. But Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Have you seen this movie? I have. I actually really enjoyed this movie. Um, a lot of people don't like any of the prequels that came out in the early 2000s, and well, 1999 in the early 2000s. They, you know, said it was too much CGI and you know all that junk. But I personally enjoyed these films so yeah yeah um i'm not as a big hater on the prequels as a lot of people are i'm not a big fan in star wars in general so i didn't Mm -hmm. really have that much of a problem with it when people like oh this isn't star wars this is this is bad but like liam neeson at least from what i remember is really good in the movie yeah i also really like that they had darth maul in the Mm -hmm. movie and that ending battle with uh you know Ganjin at uh, Obi-Wan and Darth Maul was yeah. the coolest scene in that movie for sure. Yeah, I, I would have to agree. That's probably one of the best lightsaber battles we've gotten in a Star Wars movie. Uh, I definitely agree. Even in like these newer releases, we haven't had incredible lightsaber battles at all. Yeah. And to me, in episode one, The Phantom Menace, that lightsaber battle was phenomenal. So yeah. And then moving along to another movie that came out in 1999, it's one that you wouldn't think of when you think of the best movie of a year, but I think it's one that has a strong case for being the one of the best movies of 1999, and that's the musical South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. Yeah, now that movie I have seen, 
and I really enjoyed it. That I think when that like South Park movie came out, that's when South Park started to get more intense. Yeah, like it found its groove. Yeah, really. I totally agree. It was really funny movie, and like you said, it's a very groundbreaking movie, and probably one of the best movies that came out in 1999. Is there any other movies that you see on this list here that really pop out to your eye? Yeah, um, actually, they're about, honestly, they're a good amount on this list that I've seen that I enjoy quite a lot. One of those is Office Space. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Office Space? I have not. Now, Office Space is, you know, it's fairly funny movie it's a cult classic from 99 okay it's got let's see who is in that movie it is okay so it's mike judge you know mike judge uh beavis and butthead yeah he did that stuff so he's basically the one that like i think what directed it or you know wrote the movie something like that and then ron livingston and jennifer aniston are like the big names in that movie so yeah I would say another movie, it's not good, but it pops to my eye, and that's Deep Blue Sea with Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> yeah, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. Just um, looking through these lists, that's one of the first ones that pops out to me just because of that, that <laughs> iconic scene with Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, that is definitely, it's not, like you said, it's not a great movie. It To me, it's kind of a meme nowadays, yeah. if we're being honest. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's not a good movie, but yeah. It, I mean, besides Jaws, is there really any good shark movies? No, because I don't like Sharknado movies. Yeah, or <laughs> I, don't, I don't think anyone likes Sharknado movies. <laughs> but um, if you're looking at this list from 1999 movies, and for like one that you've seen that you would highly suggest to someone that you haven't mentioned yet, which one would it be? Wow. Uh, so, you know what? I'm looking at this list, and I'm seeing a bunch of movies that I've seen and that I would definitely suggest, but one, to me, that's a classic, and from it's from a franchise of movies. It's actually a children's movie, and I'm talking Toy Story 2. Toy Story 2. It, to me, that's the movie that really solidified the Toy Story yeah. like series. Like Because the first one wasn't bad, but Toy Story 2 is what got it going for sure. Would you say Toy Story 2 is your favorite Toy Story? Actually, no. I think that Toy Story 3 is actually my favorite Toy Story movie. And I'm excited for Toy Story 4, which is coming out later on this year, actually. I think July, maybe? Yeah, I'm super psyched for that. So, yeah. If I had to pick one movie to suggest that I haven't talked about yet or you haven't talked about yet, it would have to be either Stanley Kubrick's Eyes Wide Shut or the... Stephen King adaptation The Green Mile both are kind of long hard to get through movies but they're both like really good pieces of cinema Eyes Wide Shut being like Kubrick's last film where mm. he goes all out he's got Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman while they were actually dating in real life uh, dating in a movie and then you got uh, The Green Mile which is I think a three hour long epic of Tom Hanks as a executioner and uh, what was his name what was his name um I'm blanking on this guy's name but uh, uh, Michael Clark Duncan plays the yeah, inmate, yeah. and the dynamic between them two is just really good. Yeah, now, I've I've never seen either of those movies, but I've definitely heard of those uh, films for sure. But yeah, I actually never got around to watching those movies. And then, just because none of us have mentioned it, a lot of people, the first movie, when they think of 1999, would be uh, M. Night Shyamalan's breakout film, The Sixth Sense with Bruce Willis. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you like it? I do like the movie, but 
if we're being honest, that is not M. Night Shyamalan's best movie. I Everyone agree. says it is, but I, agree. I definitely don't think it is. I would put it at number three. I think number three. Yeah, number three. Okay, so just curious. I just want to go off on a tangent here. What would be number two and number one for those? Number two would be Unbreakable. Ah, uh, yeah. And number one would be Split. Okay, you know what? I totally agree with you there. Those two are definitely uh, my favorite uh, M. Night Shyamalan movies. And a movie that just came out recently that is not very critically acclaimed that is tied to Split and Unbreakable, I would actually have to say is number three for me. I I can see that. I didn't personally enjoy Glass. And I would honestly probably put The Visit above Sixth Sense just because I liked what he was trying to do with The Visit. I know not a lot of people like The Visit, but I personally did. But uh, Hmm, okay. But yeah, I think Shyamalan has two great movies of Split and Unbreakable. Sixth Sense is really good. The Visit is really good. Glass is above average. And everything else is pretty bad. Well, actually, you know, one of those that, that I would actually change out with Glass is a pretty iconic movie. Maybe not to the biggest movie watchers, mm-hmm. but I, you know, number one for me would actually be Unbreakable, and then number two would be Split. Yeah. But number three would be Stuart Little. <laughs> Stuart Little. Yeah. <laughs> he ain't direct that one. He just he was in it. But uh, <laughs> no, I just you you looked hey, it up on Google hey, and I was like, '99 also. Look at you that. Know what? Look at that. He wrote the screenplay to Stuart Little. So you could technically we're gonna call that M Night Shyamalan movie. Yeah. Well, well, f- for the sake of this show, we'll call that an M. Night Shyamalan movie. But uh, since we are at technically a radio station here in the WMOU podcast yeah. room, why don't we dive into some albums? What's your favorite album of 1999? Ooh, that's a hard one. Let's see. 1999 albums. Music's changed a lot since 1999. No, it really has. Um, I guess for me, two albums, actually, that I... I like quite a bit. Hmm. Okay. Californication by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Okay. And the Slim Shady LP by Eminem are two big ones. When I think of 1999, those are going to be the two main ones I think of. Yeah. Actually, on my um, personal radio show I have here with WMOU, Dill at Night, I did a whole episode about my favorite album each year I've been alive from 1999 to 2018 and for 1999 I did pick Eminem Slim Shady LP Oh! but my runner up for 1999 would have to be Most Def's Black on Both Sides it's probably a better rap record but in my opinion Slim Shady LP is a more replayable album gotcha gotcha um I guess next next up for me when it comes to like albums you know what? I'm going to go with um, it's a f- the Foo Fighters album, uh, There's Nothing Left to Lose, uh-huh. that came out in 1999. It didn't have a ton of like super great songs, but like one of my number one favorite um, Foo Fighters songs came out on this album, uh, Learn to Fly, came out on that album, yeah. which is one of probably my favorite Foo Fighters song. And it also had uh, Stacked Actors, which is a very good song from the album but honestly the entire album is not bad though like that's what people don't get when it comes to this album they say it's one of the weaker albums but to me most every song was it felt Foo Fighters to me Uh even though it wasn't like a breakout hit or anything so definitely that would be my um, third favorite album after uh, 
uh, Californication and the Slim Shady LP. And then for me, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be in my favorite albums, but like some of the super popular albums that came out in 1999 would be Dr. Dre's 2001. Oh yeah. You have Britney Spears's I Lost It. Oh, Baby One More Time. Yeah. And then TLC's Fan Mail with their iconic track. Waterfall was on that. Yeah. And then there's just a lot of, I would say 1999 had a lot of popular songs compared to albums because like you had the iconic all-star yeah. <laughs> uh, Live in La Vida Loca by Ricky Martin. Two Shrek songs that came out in 1999. But yeah. um, uh, I Wanted That Way by Backstreet Boys. Like the list just goes on and on. Oh, and yeah, you have Every Morning by Sugar Ray. Uh, if anyone knows who Sugar Ray is, they have the icon- iconic frontman mark mcgrath who i think he's done some like game show hosting but he's pretty iconic for being on like tmz for like shouting at fans and stuff (laughs) so yeah but um you know there was actually a lot of cool music that came out in 99 now that i'm looking back like rage against the machine the battle of los angeles had some pretty iconic songs like let's see i'm trying to remember what came out on album but um i think it were well if you know google would load then this would be running a lot smoother um all right so we're having some technical difficulties here with google um and okay there we go so yeah the, some songs that I was thinking of, uh, you know, Testify, Gorilla Radio, uh, Calm Like a Bomb, are just, you know, three. They're the three that start off the album, but definitely three super iconic Rage Against the Machine songs that came out in 1999. And then I would probably say my favorite song in 1999, I didn't even know it came out in 1999 because uh-huh. it was on a 2000 album, but it had to be D'Angelo with Method Man and Red Man's Left to Right. That's just an iconic R&B hip-hop crossover that has a great bass line and then of course you have D'Angelo's angelic vocals on the track and plus a shout out to the 804 because D'Angelo probably at least in my opinion is the best talent to come out of the 804 which is Richmond Virginia wow I actually did not realize he was from there yeah that's I had a teacher in high school actually who uh, said uh, she taught D'Angelo because he went to I think Meadowbrook something like that so like the Henrico Richmond area interesting I, I didn't know that so that's a pretty fun fact there. But oh, yeah, wait a second. we got fun facts all around. But another song I know that came out in 1999 that a lot of people know is TLC's Waterfalls, which has been everywhere recently. Cause yeah. It's been in memes, it's been in movies, it's been in TV shows, commercials. It's just everywhere. Yeah, you're right. It, it really has. I've been hearing that song probably my whole life, if I'm going to be completely honest with yeah. you. If it, you know, weren't on the radio, I mean, my parents playing it on movies, I've heard it everywhere my entire life, so that is one that's definitely stuck with me as well. Um, I guess another album I enjoyed that also came out was uh, Blink-182's Enema of the State. Uh-huh. Um, this had a lot of their hits on it, like, um, oh yeah, like All the Small Things, What's My Age Again, Adam's Song. You know, those are like three, if not their most popular songs, some of their most popular songs. Yeah. So I think that was a very good uh, album for them. And then probably what would be like the biggest song of the year could be uh, 
Christina Aguilera as Genie in a Bottle. Oh yeah, definitely. I have heard that a ton of times. And then there's also the Backstreet Boys with I Want It That Way, which has been everywhere. It really has. Oh, and then if you're really thinking of a song that came out in 1999, you're thinking of Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. It was the year-end number one song in 99. It was Britney Spears, I think, first breakout song, and she was everywhere with it. Yeah, I've, I've heard that song probably all my life as well, but it's one of those that I wish I haven't heard all my life. It's not one of my favorites. Yeah, I'm not a huge Britney Spears fan, but I know a lot of people who do enjoy her music, and I do prefer her older music to her music nowadays. So oh, yeah. If I had to pick one, I would say that's probably one of her best. Okay. But um, another thing that... I think we both enjoy sports and 1999 was a great year for sports because uh we had the spurs win the nba championship over the knicks and i think that was tim duncan's first finals hmm. it was it was their first in the beginning of their four final championships under tim duncan greg popovich tony parker i don't think tony parker was there yet but i know tim duncan was there wow okay yeah i didn't so that's that's the year that it started off yeah. with the spurs and uh, then street. if you still watch NBA, you may know the name Vince Carter. In 1999, Vince Carter won the Rookie of the Year Award, and he is still in the league to this day. 20 years later, this 20 man years is still later, in the league. And he's That's still insane. playing. Karl uh, Malone won the MVP Award for the NBA, which was his second for the Utah Jazz. And if you're a basketball fan, you know who Karl Malone is. He's one of the greatest power forwards of all time, the mailman. Are you a fan of Karl Malone? You know what? I'm really not the biggest Carl Malone fan. Yeah. But, you know, I got to give it to him. He's a heck of a player, for sure. And then for college basketball, uh, the University of Connecticut beat Duke by three points in the championship game. Well, that's always nice to hear. Yeah, it's nice to hear when Duke <laughs> doesn't uh, win because they win yeah. a lot. But uh, for, let's see what other sports there are that just oh, pop out to the eye. One that I am seeing now is uh, the Denver Broncos won their second Super Bowl in a row, and they defeated the Atlanta Falcons 34-19. to So that's that's pretty interesting. I didn't realize that. Yeah, that's... Do you know who was on that team? I, do you? Because I have no idea. Yeah, yeah I, have, no, I have no uh, idea. I'm not the hugest NFL fan. No, I don't pay that much attention to it. I really enjoy college basketball quite a bit but um but since tiger woods won his uh won the uh masters just the other week and 1999 was another great year for tiger woods as he was the tour player of the year he was the money leader he won the pga championship he was everywhere in 1999 that sounds about right he has been you know he for a while though he had stopped with golf you know he had been in the headlines for different controversial events in his life yeah and then you know he had kind of been out of the pga spotlight for a little while and now with recent years he's back into golf and going strong as ever and then another name sort of like vince carter how we mentioned earlier serena williams is still dominating the tennis scene and yeah. in 1999 she won the u.s open wow that's insane oh and here's see this is one that i am pretty excited about i didn't know this but um the Atlanta Braves, This we're talking about baseball, MLB. The Atlanta Braves, third baseman Chipper Jones was named the, um, what, the NL MVP, which is the, uh, you know, the most valuable player award, blah, blah, blah. 
and then bouncing off of that, one of my favorite players growing up to watch was uh, Pudge Ivan Rodriguez. He won the AL MVP for the Texas Rangers that year. Wow. Okay. But um, the Yankees won the World Series. They swept the Braves. Yeah. The aforementioned Chipper Jones and yep. Mariano Rivera won Series MVP. And it's not that often you see a pitcher and of that a relief pitcher winning MVP. Mm-hmm. And, and then you had. You had David Cohn pitch a perfect game, one of only 16 in MLB history, which he pitches for the Yankees, so the Yankees were just killing in 1999. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I definitely would have, as an Atlanta Braves fan, I, you know, I would have liked to see the Braves win that, but, you know, Yankees, great team back then. Maybe not as much now, but they're still, still pretty decent now. Yeah, but, um, they just signed Giancarlo Stanton, or I guess traded for him in that uh-huh. big deal. So that's going to be hopefully to get them back on the right track. Yeah. And then um, Kurt Warner won uh, NFL MVP for the Rams going back to NFL, which that's a name I haven't heard in a while, but I know he used to dominate back in the day. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's see. And then the first ever BCS National Championship happened. And are you a big college football fan? College football, I really don't pay that much attention to, but... Well, the Tennessee Volunteers defeated the Florida State Seminoles 23-16 in the first ever BCS National Championship game, and the BCS is still happening today, so it's interesting to see how the BCS started in 1999. I didn't realize that. That's very interesting, actually. So that's 20 years to uh, 20 years. 20 years for the BCS, 20 years for Vince Carter in the NBA. It's just everything is going around and around. Yeah. Um... So, when it comes to, um, you know, sports and stuff, you typically you don't think of, like, cycling, but Lance Armstrong of the United States actually won the Tour de France this year, and if I remember correctly, I think that was his first win, wasn't it? Or, I may that be sounds wrong. like it could have been right. What year did Yeah, Lance Armstrong is one of those people, sort of like Tiger Woods, where uh, they were just dominating, and then the headlines came in, and then they kind of had to stop their career. But at least Tiger Woods got back on his feet and went back out there. Lance Armstrong has yet to make his return to cycling. Yeah, he was actually stripped of his titles of you know that he won. Yeah. From that in 2012 because of his drug use uh, that he you know used in his career. But yeah, the 1999 tour was his first victory. I just conf- got that confirmed by Google, so thank you, Google. And another interesting fact from 1999 is the human population just had just hit 6 billion people. And where are we at now? Like 7? Close to 8? Yeah. So that that's insane. So in 20 years, we've added a whole billion people to this country. So that's, that's actually a heck of a milestone there. And then another super cool thing, which was actually happened yesterday, is SpongeBob SquarePants turned 20 years old. Yep. Came out May 1st, 1999. It's May 2nd, 2019. SpongeBob's 20 years old. He's older than he's older than both of us. Yeah, that's insane. And what's really cool about SpongeBob is uh, I was never really a big SpongeBob fan as a kid. Yeah. But you know, I think it's grown on me for sure in recent years. But I actually got to meet Tom Kenny, the voice of SpongeBob, and the voice of so many other people last year at Raleigh SuperCon. That's that's so, super yeah. cool. What's your favorite yeah. Tom Kenny performance? Is it SpongeBob or is it something else? It's actually something else. Um, it's actually a character he did from the show Rick and Morty. He did Squanchy in the show Rick and Morty. And that's my favorite performance by Tom Kenny. So, all right. Yeah. All right. 
and then um i know we kind of moved away from sports but getting back into sports the fiba world cup at least on the women's side happened in 1999 where usa walked away with the champions yeah they beat china that year yeah yeah they beat china that year five to four actually yeah a lot of people don't like to talk about it but at least here in america women's soccer is better than men's soccer for like 99 percent of the time yeah no you're definitely right with that i think that with when it comes to like men's soccer it's definitely dominated in europe and then uh for popular television there were so many shows that came out or were just starting 1999 that are still killing it today mm-hmm. like the aforementioned spongebob the simpsons was on uh south park uh will and grace which just got a reboot and there was just a few and like who wants to be a millionaire and that's just oh, yeah, some of the few a, shows that are still killing on tv one, today yeah. but then there's other shows that aren't still going that are like cult classics such as friends uh er the uh, x-files the x-files the teletubbies king of the hill buffy the vampire slayer they're just everywhere oh i did not realize dawson's creek came out then that is one of those that my mom i know she enjoyed watching quite a bit and i think she's going back and watching those now actually so Uh, looking at the 1999 calendar mm -hmm. i just found it i didn't know this i was born on a monday well let's see i was born on a friday oh wow i was born on a friday Friday, I, I feel bad for Friday. my parents, actually. That hey, sucks. my birthday's on a Friday this year, so <laughs> that's all good. Um, look at some political leaders. <laughs> we had good old Bill Clinton in office here in the USA. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Wow. Are you a big Bill Clinton fan? Not really. I'm really not the biggest Bill Clinton fan. That's understandable. That's understandable. If we're being honest, I'm not really a politics yeah, fan I'm in not general. A, so. I'm not a politics guy either. I kind of just... I, I, I pay a little bit of attention, but I'm not like, oh, I need to get my say. I need to tell people what they need to think and stuff like that. Exactly. But I think that covers basically a lot of what happened in 1999. We got into sports. We got into entertainment. We got into some pop culture news. Yeah, uh, we covered a lot in, you know, just this first, uh, how long has it been? It's been like 26 minutes. 26 minutes, yeah. So, you know, just for the next few minutes, I actually just kind of had a few questions for you about, uh, you know, we're talking about 1999, the year we were both born. But I was curious, what are some things that you remember from a young age? I'm talking like movies, TV shows, music that didn't come out in 1999. Just something that you remember in your younger years. Um, I don't physically remember this, but I was told, uh, I get t- told often by my mom, since I love going to the movies, I'm there a lot. My mom told me the first ever movie I saw, I went to the theater, I sat through it, I didn't make a single noise, I just watched the movie and it was Shrek. What? Which came out, I think, 2001, so I would have been like yeah. two years old. That's interesting. Do you know what your first movie was? I actually have no idea what my first movie was. No idea. It's all good. Yeah. I bet it's probably in a scrapbook somewhere, though. Probably. I, I got a lot of scrapbooks day. at home with me. That's one oh, thing yeah. I do remember is I got all these scrapbooks with me at home. Yep, same. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think, though. What are some movies I remember watching? Definitely Shrek is one of them that I remember watching. I, and with Shrek 2, that's a movie where, uh, not Shrek 2, but with Shrek also. Yeah. Uh, it's just a movie that it can be 
enjoyed by kids it can be enjoyed by teens adults elderly people it has like a new meaning for everyone who watches it oh well yeah and i think that in recent years at least it has come back to the limelight a lot because of all these memes shrek is a meme shrek is a huge meme and i think one video that really solidified that is one that we definitely can't go into detail on air but it's a video that i'm sure that you've heard of and a lot of the listeners has it shrek is love shrek is life shrek is love shrek is life i mean he is love and he is life (laughs) yeah Yeah. i mean tying back into the music earlier all-star came out in 1999 live in la vida loco came out in 2000 me 1999 a song from shrek 1 a song from shrek 2 and i'm sure there's a song from shrek 3 that came out in 1999 i I bet you're right actually i kind of want to I want to research that a little bit more, but but yeah, we start the show off with Shrek and might as well end the show off with Shrek too. Yeah. So yeah, um, you know, thanks again for being on with me. No, and thank you for having me on. Doing this short little fun podcast to kind of replace episode four, which did not record a few weeks ago when we did it. So this is nice to have. So I appreciate you being on with me, and for the listeners out there. You know, keep listening to your weekly dose of Tylenol. And actually, you will be listening to weekly dose of Tylenol this Saturday at, what, 2 o'clock? Yeah, 2 to 4. And my co-host will actually be back to join us, which is very exciting. And also, Dylan will be joining us for a little bit of that, too. So stay tuned.